Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Let me give you a little bit of context because I'm preaching a message I just preached last week. And then, but I wanted to preach the one I preached the week before too. So I said, what if I combine the two and preach both of them at the same time? Well, that would make it longer than normal, but I'll try to shorten it. But if you'll give me, who will give me at least five extra minutes? Five, five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, good. That's all I'll need. And so, but I want to give you the context of it. Here's the context. And we kept running into people. I want you to stay with me because I want, I think this is going to speak to where we're at. Kept running into people like you would be ministering to them, like you were counseling them, or they said, Pastor, would you pray with me? And you'd say things like this. Well, do you remember Abraham in the Bible? And you were going to tell them what they needed because it's in there. It's like a doctor prescribing the right prescription. And people would go, well, I I don't know that story. And then you'd be talking to somebody else and you go, you know, Ruth in the Bible. And you go, I I don't know Ruth. And so what's happening is we're we're raising up, we're post-Christian now, that we've got people that don't know the stories. And I'm going to tell you why the story is important. The stories of the Bible... The Old Testament stories. We like the New Testament because we're going to, Jesus is going to come on the scene and we're going to talk about Jesus the Savior, but they do go together. And it's in the story. I'll tell you why the story is important. How many of you grew up in Sunday school? Raise your hand. Okay, that's all the old people right there. Sunday, how many of you remember flannographs? Anybody remember, for for young people who don't understand, that's like, we used, our teachers when we were children used to teach us Bible stories and they had the little characters and they would put them on this felt and they would stick, like Jesus would stick on the felt. Remember that? Jonah and the whale, there was like a fish and they would stick it and they would talk about Jonah and you'd go, wow. See, some of you don't even know who Jonah and the whale is. And why is the story important? Well, I just heard uh, the women are meeting uh, Friday. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that about women. <clears throat> if I said there's a men's meeting on Friday, nobody would say anything. But if I said there's a women's ministry, woo! And so, it, it, you, what, what's, the, what's the title, Kristen? This is, this is the story I'll tell. Well, we started a series called This Is Our Story. Because everybody has a story. And we like to tell the story. We, p- part of who you are is in your story. Your identity, who you are, is found in the story of where you come from. So are we going, okay, we're living in pride, prejudice, poverty. We're living in a prejudice. We've got prejudice problems. We've got, we've got, we've got political polarization. We've got social media dividing all of us. And we, how are we ever going to bring all of us together? We could stand in one body at least to say, Hey, we may not agree on everything, but we agree on the big major ones. How are we going to bring and to go Wait, It's who you are is found in your story. 
in your history. In fact, who you are, your identity. Everybody say identity. In fact, if you don't know what your story is, then you'll start self-identifying. You'll start creating your own identity. And we're watching it happen in our culture that if you could be a man, but decide you're going to be a woman. You can be a woman, decide you're going to be a man. We start identifying. We start creating things. Church church people do it too. Don't don't sit down. Yeah, that world's bad. Yeah, no, no. Church people do it too. Then we start creating political and mix it up with spiritual. Can I just get on the soapbox real quick? I'm I'm just, I I agree with, I, I agree with this statement that the church shouldn't have a political affiliation. We should be standing and be the conscience of a nation and be speaking truth to both of them in Jesus' name. Because as soon as you have your affiliation, you'll justify any behavior. Some of you will go home. Take that later. That was free, by the way. So we did this for Heidi. We were trying to figure out who Heidi is. We don't know where she's from. It's the hair, the nose. We're like, where? the blue eyes. We're like, what is you? She doesn't know what she is. Do you know what you are? So we, her, her children, my children too, bought her one of those uh, ancestor, 23andMe, ancestry, whatever those things are. It's 23andMe things so they could run her DNA to figure out where she's from. She spit in it, we sent it off. It comes back, we're, we're guessing. We had a friend in college actually, a uh, long time ago, try to c- contact her who was a missionary in Eastern Europe, kind of Russia, and he said, Heidi, all the women here look like you. You have to be from here. <laughs> we didn't know what she was. I mean, I'm just, just look at the, I mean, this hair. One, one, of our, one of our dear women in our church, she's an amazing lady, she, she's African-American, and she, she uh, saw Heidi at the at Walmart, and she saw her, and her hair looked just like Heidi's. It was a wig. She had a wig on, and she told Heidi, she said, oh, first lady, listen, I've gotten so many compliments on this hair. She said, in fact, somebody thought I was you. She said, I'm keeping this one. We didn't, we didn't, maybe, maybe there's some African heritage there. We don't know. It was like, how do you get this? We don't know where it comes from. So we did the 23andMe, and it comes back, and it says she's from Europe and all these other places and Britain, Great Britain. I don't know. We're looking at this, and we're going, it only takes you back so far. So I want to take you back where you're from because your identity is not found in 23andMe because it can only take you back so far. Your pictures on your ancestry, I know you've spent hours, hundreds of dollars up trying to find out who your mama was and who's your mama, 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 mama. You're trying to find out and you find it all the way back and now you can't find anymore. Remember, if you don't know the stories, 
Your identity is not found in your future. It's discovered in your history. Where am I from? In order to find out where we're from, you got to go all the way back to the beginning. And it's found in Genesis chapter 1. I didn't even start preaching yet. <laughs> Genesis 1, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Anybody know the first three words? In the what? In the beginning. Oh, I love what y'all sang today because it's right on. One of those songs, I'm not good at names and titles of songs, so I, I, don't, I don't remember the words of the song. But it talked about in the beginning. He can do anything. Now, this is important. God doesn't start off by just going, hey, I'm God, I'm loving. He goes, in the beginning, there was nothing but darkness, formless. Everything was formless and chaos. But the Holy Spirit hovered over it. I don't know if you about you, but we're living in a time of formless darkness and chaos. You don't have to freak out because the Holy Spirit is hovering over it. He always is hovering over it. And then, y'all know, see, if you didn't go to Sunday school, you don't know this, but it takes God six days. And he just says, let there be light and there and then he, then he would say something else like, let, the, let, the, let there be stars in the sky, the, 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 the light to govern the day, and the, and the light to govern the night, and there was. Now, this is important. There is a Latin word that's called ex nihilo, when this is what it means. It means out of nothing. God creates the world out of of nothing. Oh, he, he doesn't need anything to create something. He just spoke it and it happened. Now this is important because God's coming out and he's look, going, look, if you got a problem with Genesis 1, you're going to have a problem with the rest of it. You ain't going to be able to handle Jonah and the whale. You're not going to be able to handle the resurrection. Let me just start from the beginning and let you know that I don't even need anything to create something. No, yo, you got to tap into that. That the God that you serve, we're saying it, nothing is impossible. Nothing. What you brought in today is nothing for him. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know if God, no, nothing. I don't know, but this is a bad thing. And then he's going to get down to create me and you. He's going to create two people, Adam and Eve. Now, I want to, I'm going to start preaching now. Is that okay? Okay, watch this. In fact, this is why it's important. Can I put up my first verse for you? I just kind of messed up for a second, but that's okay. These people love me. Can I put up Deuteronomy? Yeah, thank you. Watch this. Listen, O new Iberia. Listen, new Iberia. The Lord is our God and the Lord alone. You got to love him with all your heart, 
all your soul, your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Watch this. Remember, if it's in yellow, you say it with me. Repeat again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them on your hands, wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is one of the commands that God gave the mamas and daddies of New Iberia to raise up your children. He's saying to keep telling them the stories. Because he knew. In fact, he would build seven different celebrations throughout the year. And, every, and they still practice them today. Every one of those celebrations was to remind them of an old story that happened a long time ago. Why? Because your identity is not found in your future. Your identity is in your stories. Who are you? Where are you from? And so God's going to get all the way down into, I'm actually, he creates Adam and Eve on day six. And then we know that he's actually going to rest on day seven. And then we get down to Genesis chapter two. And I want to just zero in on chapters two and three. Everybody good so far? Y'all give me just one second. I'm just a little fired up today. Reach over to your neighbor and go, this is my story. Here we go. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 1. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. And on on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all of the work of his creation. Everybody look right here, just, just so you'll know. Why did God take six days to create the earth and then rest on the seventh day? So we would go to church. No, that's not why. God could have created the earth, the world, and Adam and Eve in a second. He could have set it all at one time and created it, but he's setting a pattern for us so that we will work six days and us too, we would take a Sabbath, that we would take a day to rest, a day to replenish, a day to recreate and recreate. I have a whole other message on that. I'll preach it another time. Now, but watch this. We're going to zero in, chapter two is going to zero in on day six when he's creating Adam and Eve. Now this is important. Everybody look right here. I'm going to show you how smart I really am. I mean, this is so... Okay, I did some research, which means I Googled it. That's how, that's how you do research now. You just Google it, Bree. What's Google say? And I, I Googled our DNA. I mean, like, like what, what's... How, how much DNA do we share with one another? And, and I, I figured in my mind, it's probably something like 85% or so, like our DNAs are the same, our genome structure where they can, and, and, and this is what popped up, you can do it. 99.9% of our DNA genome structure is exactly the same. I just want you to look around the room. 
Then that took me to some articles, some periodicals. I called Dr. Scott as well. He's the smartest guy on our team. And I just said, hey, tell me what you know about DNA, genome structures. He's downloading all this stuff to me. And then I'm starting reading. And there's actually two doctors, scientists, who've come up with a new theory and is blowing the scientific world up. Because everybody believes 99.9, which means there's only 0.1 that is different between you and me. Except for these two doctors, these scientists have come up, they've studied all the data and said 99.9 is not correct. It's actually 99.96, which means it's 0.04, which means that's almost half less than what they thought. And they said, because most scientists believe that we all, we, all of us, our, here's our story, that you, you, you ain't from New Iberia. <laughs> they believe that we're from a small group of people somewhere in the continent, somewhere in a region of Africa, the nation, the continent of Africa. These docs said they got the location right. But we're not from a small group of people. We're from a group of two people. A pair. Now, I read this one article where they were interviewed, and then they actually sent a note back to the editor to include it. So on the bottom it said, editor's note. Here's what they said. They they, They said, we are not saying... Our study follows mainstream views of human evolution. We do not propose that there was a single Adam and Eve. I think that's funny. They're they're, they're going, no, no, no. We believe we only came from two people, not a group of people. We only come from two people. We want everybody to know we still believe in evolution. And we certainly are not saying Adam and Eve. What am I telling you? Your eight-year-old in children's church is now smarter than two doctors. And we come from Adam and Eve. It's why our genome structure is exactly the same. I don't know if you knew this or not, but you are sitting right next to your cousin. Just go ahead. Really go over there. Just introduce yourself. Just say, what's up, cousin? We're the same. We all come from two people. Who's your mama? (laughs) Eve. Who's your daddy? Adam. We all come from them. Now you step in and see the plan of the enemy to start taking. He wants to take the point zero four and say, "Woo, we're different. You ain't different. You're the same. We're family. We're related. That's what Jesus, when you hate your brother, oh, he ain't my brother. No, he is. He is your brother. The enemy wants you to build on what makes us different. Why, then why would God let, he only left the point zero four because if not, we'd all have straight hair. How many appreciate Heidi's hair? I love curly. 
I'm into curly. It's not it's the, the creativity of God. So we're, we're zeroing in on the creation of Adam and Eve. I want, I want you to see this. He, the enemy will try to divide us at every single point. He'll start talking about pigmentation. He'll talk about politicization. Male versus female. Whatever he can use. Watch this. Verse 7, chapter 2. Then the Lord God formed the man from dust of the ground, from the dirt. We're from dirt. It's why we don't mind getting dirty, girls. We're from it. We're a part of it. It ain't no big deal. Just lick it, rub it off. It ain't no thing. <laughs> girls are like, y'all got a wipey? Oh, my God. Watch this. He, so he forms, he, he, he forms him from the dust of the ground and breathes life into him. He creates him. Doesn't take long. You ever built a man out of Play-Doh? You just, you just roll up a leg, roll up another one, put a little roll up a body, put a roll up a head, put a, praise, he's alive. He's nothing but dirt and the breath of God. It's not changed. He's dirt and the breath of God. That's all he is. And then it goes on to say, he makes, he makes a, the, the, he goes in, then the Lord God planted a garden, and there he placed the man that he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow from the ground, trees that were beautiful, that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he says, and look at verse 15, and then the Lord God placed the man in the garden to tend and to watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat from every tree in the garden, every tree, except the one, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And if you eat from this fruit, you are to die. Man, why would God do that? we, We always focus on the one thing we are not supposed to have. He creates all these trees. You can have it all. It all belongs to you. Tend it. Watch over it. Eat from it. Enjoy it. Freedom, baby. Get after it. It's all you. You can have it all. Except for one. Just one. Is it, what is it about our nature that wants the one thing that we're not supposed to have? Uh, he's a good daddy, though. He's a good father. No, that's not really funny, but anyway. <laughs> he's a good father. Watch this. He's a good daddy because, in fact, father's in the room. You could learn from God. What a good father. He not only tells him what he can do, he, he doesn't just tell him what he can't do. He tells him what all he can do. But he also says, don't do this. If you do, here's the consequences. I think that's a good father. If you do it, here's what will happen to you. And we know that he says, you're surely going to die. And then the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper. Everybody say helper. 
that's you girls, who was right for him, just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals, all the birds of the sky. He brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, birds of the sky, birds of wild animals, but still there was no helper just right for him. Now, just, can I just talk to you about God for a second? Can I just tell you a little bit about this God that we serve? He's already recognized. He, first of all, he's going to give Adam a job. And Adam's job was to name things, animals. He's got to be brilliant. I want you to think about this. I think about such things. Elephant. That's brilliant. You can't think of another name better than elephant for an elephant. Could you imagine? I should have had y'all put some pictures up. I did this at at Opelousas. We put a big elephant up there. Think of a better name. Try it. Dog. No, doesn't work. And then I put a big old hippopotamus. Say that with me. That's just a great name. How did he come up with hippopotamus? I'm sure he looked at it with, look at the hips on that thing. Hippopotamus. You go, brilliant. It's brilliant. Think of it. Think of it. Dog. You can't come up with a better name than dog for your dog. You could, I mean, crocodile. No, that doesn't work. He, he's, he's brilliant. But yet something, so he's naming, I think this is how I see it. He, he's naming things. He's going, Mr. Gorilla. Mrs. Gorilla. Mr. Giraffe. Mrs. Giraffe. Mr. Elephant. Mrs. Elephant. He's probably watching them being fruitful and multiplying. And something's missing. He doesn't even know what it is. But yet God does. God already knows what's missing in Adam before Adam can even say it. He knows God's already going, I got to do something for Adam because there's nothing out here that's going to help. I'm going to, he didn't tell Adam, Adam, you've got a hole in your life and I'm going to fill it. No, he's just already planning what he's going to do because Adam's sensing, what a God. Did you know that the New Testament says that he knows what your needs are and your desires are before you even ask him? That means he's at work doing things on your behalf that you haven't even said. In fact, you don't even know it. What a God. Should we quit now? Watch this. So, but but here's, okay, can I talk to the single men just for a minute? Because the text demands it. Single men. Anybody single in here? Raise your hand. Single men. Watch this. Single man, there's only one single man in here. Okay, two. Okay, okay. now they're raising their hand. Okay, uh, men, you might want to raise your hand because there might be a single lady looking around here. 
It's a good time to go, I'm single. <laughs> if I was a single man at this church, I'd be the greeter at the door. How you doing, darling? Come on in. How you doing? I'd be shaking, reaching for their left hand to see if there was a ring on it. I'm just being honest. That's what I would do. Some of you are going to go sign up today like, y'all need more greeters? I'm from dirt. Where was I? What was I talking about? I love coming to New Iberia. It's like Abelousas. You just let it rip. All right. So here, what? Watch, so here's what, watch what happens, watch this, because you know, God's working, right? God's working, okay, we got to do something for Adam. Here's the first thing he is, he, he, Adam, Adam's got a job. Second thing, he has a purpose. Tending, watching, garden, God wants me to name things, I got a purpose, and he has a relationship with the Father. Let's go back through those three again. Single men. He's got a job. He's got a purpose. And he's got a relationship with the Father. One more time. He's got a job. He's got a purpose. And he's got a relationship with the Father. Before he ever brings Eve to Adam, he got a job, <laughs> he got a purpose, and he got a relationship with the Father. Single ladies, where you at? Let me see your hand. Come on, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single. If Playa doesn't have a job, doesn't have a purpose, doesn't have a relationship with the Father. He is a pretender, not a contender. Two out of three ain't gonna do it, baby. Don't you lower your standards and go, well, he does have a job. And he says he has a purpose. No, no, that's not good enough. Three out of, you're looking for three out of three, baby. Three out of three. Three out of three. Watch this. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of his ribs. And he closed up that opening. And then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. This is important. Adam was formed from the dirt. But woman was fashioned from a rib. Man was formed from the dirt. But woman was fashioned from a rib. Formed, fashioned. What's the difference between formed and fashioned? Well, formed, there's a leg, there's a leg, there's a head. Whew. No time. 
60 seconds. Breathed on him. Woman? God said, no, no, no. I got to take my time with this one. I'm going to work on this one. I'm going to take some time and make sure I'm going to fashion her. It's going to take a little bit of time to fashion. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but men are very, very simple. No, you are, men. Just go ahead. We, we, we can only handle two things. Well, one thing, sometimes two at a time. But a woman, she's not like that, is she? She's more complex. She's, there's complexity to her. She can do a hundred things at one time. She can be thinking about a hundred different things at one time. That's why she changes the subject all the time. And you're like, what, what are we talking about? Baby, you got to slow down just a little bit. Because we were just talking about painting a house, and now we're on our third child's grandbaby. Where She's complex. I, I did this the other day. I... Uh, I've been working out on the farm, Sean. It's, you know, working out on the farm. So my hands have been a little dry. So I, I, got, I, I got my, I got my, lo- my lotion for my hands. It's called O'Keefe's Working Hands. <laughs> and I, I read the back. And then you read, it's got like Grahydroslide or something. In it. It's, it's got all these names in it. I, the only name I recognize said Petroleum was the only thing I knew. Like it comes from like underground stuff, oil. And then I went in the Heidi's bathroom and I said, let me see what her stuff's made out of. And I grabbed it and read the back of it. It's like sunflower seed extract, beeswax, chamomile, goat's milk. Beeswax, essential oil extract. And I'm going, some ain't right. He fashions her. She's more complex. She's the crown jewel of creation. No, no, what do you think about that? Light! Light. Trees, trees, man, woman, fashioned. Isn't this crazy? You know what we wrestle with, girls, men? We're from the dirt. And we wrestle with pride. (laughs) We're from dirt. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. I'm my own man. I'm from dirt. Woman, she don't wrestle with pride. She's the creation, the crown of creation, yet she doesn't wrestle with pride. She wrestles with insecurity. Does this make my... 
Oh my gosh, look, I'm getting wrinkles, baby. Get the lotion, get the lotion. Oh my, you know, I gotta get down to the beauty shop. Oh my gosh, I gotta get my nails done. Oh my God, look at this. Look at this, I am a mess. Do you see what the enemy does to us? He tries to puff up dirt and tear down the crown of creation. This is your story. This is where you're from. This is where you're from. He started all the way back in the book of... We, 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 we stop at... Eastern Europe and Great Britain. We trace back, looking back, and try to find out our heritage instead of trying to find out our blood. Our blood all comes from two people, Adam and Eve, which makes us the same. Watch this. God formed Adam, fashioned Eve, and he brings, I love this. This is how I picture it. Then God's going to bring her. I, I can see God. If I, were, if I were God, I'd be going, Adam, I got something for you. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. When's your birthday, Adam? When's your, well, I should know that. I'm God. I want to save it for your birthday. Oh, what is it, God? No, I can't even wait till your birthday. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. Have you ever done that? You had such the perfect gift that you said, I know your birthday's not for nine more months, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to you now. That's how I picture God doing it. It's just like, I'm going to wait for your birthday. No, forget your birthday. Forget your birthday. Forget it. Man, I'm just going to give it to you anyway. Okay, okay, close your eyes. Close your eyes. That's how I picture you. You ready to see your picture up here? You know? <laughs> That was funny, by the way. Uh, and he brings her. And don't read it like this, because it's not true. I just know it's not. I just know it's not. How do you know? Because I, I just know things. It's not true like, like he went, that is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. It's like, that's because that's scripture. Can we put the scripture up? Because you, you read it like this. At last, caused a man falling, one man's ribs, two, nine, let's see. Lord God made it. Yeah, and brought her to the man. Verse 23. At last the man explained, This one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. That's how, that's how we read it. That's, that, that ain't how it happened. That ain't how it happened. No. This is the first rap song. Rap song, rap music comes all the way from the Garden of Eden when he just said, this is flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, girl, I'm going to take you home. <laughs> First rap song. First rap song. It's got to be the first rap song. <laughs> flesh my flesh, bone my bone. Ooh, girl, you look fine. I'm taking you home. Okay. Kyson. Kyson's going to help me out. Watch this. 
This explains why, 24. The two, why a man leaves his father and mother and join, he ain't got a mother. This is Moses writing, showing us the reasons why. And the two are united into one. One. Me and Heidi are one. One flesh. One flesh. That's a whole nother message. Verse 25, they were both naked. They felt no shame. They've never had clothes. The naive, naivety, is that the right word? Naivety. They, they never had clothes, ever. It's like they didn't know. We know they're naked because we say they ain't got no clothes. But they didn't know. The naivety. No sin has ever entered. There's no evil thoughts. There's nothing wrong. It's perfection. You remember when you, like when my little children were little and you get them out of the bathtub and they go running through the house. You go, get in there, get some clothes on. And they're going, what? <laughs> they have not, they don't, it's like, you ain't got no clothes on. They're going, do I need them? <laughs> you know, you know, this. And then we get to, then the soundtrack changes, right? It's just beautiful. Tyson's playing and God created the heavens and the earth and he brought the woman to the man and he said at last this is now flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones and then chapter 3 the serpent was shrewder than all the wild animals that God had made and one day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? God really say that? This is Satan, by the way. This is Satan using a snake. By the way, another perfect name, right? Snake. That's a snake. You couldn't call a snake anything else. We've never called anybody a snake. We've never called anybody a hippopotamus. That dude's a hippopotamus, man. But you have said, that dude's a snake. Perfect name. And here's the serpent. Used by the devil to speak. It's happened before in the Bible. There's a donkey that spoke. And this snake speaks. Did you really must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Now remember, God gave Adam these instructions before Eve was ever fashioned. So what Eve now knows is probably only because Adam told her, which would be a good husband to tell her. The seed of doubt. And that's what the enemy always does, is to put the seed of doubt. He didn't, he's not calling God a liar, but he's putting the seed of doubt. Trust me, you face it every Sunday. You're going to hear this message today and somebody's going to walk out of here and you're going to hear a thought. Yeah, but... Well, I mean, I believe. Somebody asked me, was, was the six-day creation, was that actually a 24-hour period? And somebody said, well, I heard that it was one day is a thousand years of the Lord, a thousand years of the Lord day. And so those six days is really about 6,000 years. And there's all kinds of theories out there. Look at me right here. I don't care. I don't care which one's right, and I don't know. And I don't really care. 
I know God spoke it and it happened. I know it's Adam and Eve. It's not two individuals from the African continent of Africa. It was Adam and Eve. And God did it however God wanted to do it. Are you tracking with me? Watch this. Of course we may eat from any tree in the garden, the woman replied. The only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it, which is not true, by the way. She's adding to it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like God. Listen, both knowing good and evil. Here's our story and here's our wrestle. Let's get honest. Can we have an honest moment in church together? We want to be like God. No, no, you do. What does it mean to be like God? We want to do what we want to do. And we do not want to do what we do not want to do. We want to decide what's right and what's wrong. We want to decide what's good or bad. We want to decide what we can do and what we can't do. We want to decide what's acceptable and what is unacceptable. We want to make up our own rules so we too want to be The woman was convinced and she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of it and she ate it. And then she gave some to her husband who was, I always thought he was at the duck camp, but he wasn't. He was there. He was there. It was his opportunity. He's the one who received the directions from the Lord himself. Instead of letting her, well, she knows more of the Bible than I do. She he should have answered, no, 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 no. Remember, God gave him all authority over the garden. Which meant he could have just walked in and said, ah, snake, get out of here. And the snake would have to flee because he already had been given authority by God to do it. Instead, he's not using the authority given him and allowing his woman to face the devil instead of him saying, I got this baby, stand right here by me, you fine looking woman. Get behind us. Which means you already have, you and I already have authority too. And sometimes we go, if I could just get to the church, the devil's been just uh, tormenting me. No, no, because you've just been sitting. You haven't been using your authority, the authority that's been given you. Watch this. Then he gave some to her husband, and, and watch what happens. And at that moment, their eyes were open, and then suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves to cover themselves. Look what sin does to you and me. Look what it does to us. Our first response to disobedience, shame and to cover it. 
don't let those, don't let the church people find out. Don't let the church people find out. Watch this, watch it goes on. And when the cool of the evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees and they called, where are you? Watch this, shame, cover, hide. You see the progression? God comes in, Adam, where were you at? By the way, God never asks a question that he doesn't already know the answer to. He's not asking for him, he's asking for Adam. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was, because I was naked. Do you see the progression? Shame, cover, hide. Now, fear. Who told you you were naked? The Lord asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? And then the man replied, Now watch it. Shame, cover, hide, afraid, excuses. that make excuses by the way Eve was deceived all of us can be deceived it's mean when there was something that was told you you thought it was true but it was really a lie she was deceived Adam disobeyed he knew she deceived. Adam was sitting there, disobeyed. And because of it, he's a good father. There are always consequences to our sin. And he said, he knew it going in. Wasn't like God said, well, now you did that. You know, now I'm going to have to give you some consequences. No, no. Adam already knew the consequences. He's going to expel them from the garden. He's going to expel them. And I'm, I'm going to just tell you, because I've got more to read, but we don't have time. Watch this. He's, he's, he's going to say to Eve, Eve, because of this, you're going to be expelled. Your time on earth will end in death. And because of this, you're also now going to have tremendous pain in childbirth. Girls, y'all can thank Eve for that. That's your mama. That's your mama now. It's going to hurt. And they just say, Adam, guess what? Now the ground was going to produce so easily for you, but not anymore. Now you're going to have to toil. You're going to have to sweat to make a living. And we're still, re- that's why when your husband gets home and goes, baby, could I, if I could just sit right here. Thanks, Adam. No, you're going to have to get out there and hustle and work in order for the ground, whatever ground you work, to produce. You have to work it for it to produce. And both of them are going to receive that. And we still pass that down to us today. Can I go back to my, our father? And I want to show you. I want to show you that Jesus shows up. We got the Holy Spirit in Genesis 1-1. We got the father all the way through Genesis 1, 2, and 3. And now Jesus is going to show up. Jesus is in Genesis? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's found in verse 20 of chapter 3. Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing from an animal skins for Adam and his wife. Where's Jesus? take an animal something has to die in order to get the skin I'm going to take an animal I'm going to skin it I'm going to sacrifice it so I could cover you I can cover your nakedness and your sin fast forward what kind of animal was it I think it was a lamb Behold, John said, John the Baptist, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It's a foreshadow of what was to come that we still get to go back to that tree of life though the garden is no longer there because Noah and the flood are going to wipe it away. But there's still a tree we can go to and have eternal life. Now it's a cross. And the Lamb of God was shed to cover all of our sins and our iniquities. Can we give God all the praise, glory, and honor? This is your story. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we hear your word today reminding us, not really of who we are. It's reminding us of who you are. That you could walk into the chaos, the formlessness, the darkness of our own life, and nothing is impossible for you. That you could even see the desires and the holes in our own heart, and you would go and fashion something or someone just for us. And Father, even in our sin, when we blow it, you still come when we repent with forgiveness and you cover us. It's really your story, who you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, you might be here today and go, I am formless, darkness, It's the environment in which I live. Maybe today the Lord has said, let there be light to your own heart. That he so loved you that he sent someone, the tree of life, the cross of Calvary, that the Lamb of God would be slain to cover us. Jesus said you can't see the kingdom or enter it until you've been born again until you've surrendered your life to him this God who loves you you go how do I do it Pastor Eugene it's as easy as A, B, C A admitting that you're a sinner 
For we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not a perfect man or woman in this place. In fact, just the opposite. We are all pro at sinning. We've all fallen short. Be believed that Jesus came, the Lamb of God, to give us life on a cross. He lived a sinless life to be the debtor, the pay, to pay for my sins and yours. And he gave his life on a cross so that we could be covered. And he rose again. And then C, confess him as the Lord. That means get off the throne of your own life, trying to be like God. And let him be God. He makes the rules. He decides what's right, wrong, good, or bad. And we live according to his will and no longer our own. If you're here today and you're ready to repent of your sin and to invite this God, this creator of the universe, to be your God, to enter into a relationship with him, to have the blood of Jesus applied to your life and that your nakedness be covered, to speak light to your chaos, your formless and darkness. He's here today to do just that. He loves you. He loves you. If you go, Pastor Eugene, that's me today. I'm ready. Today, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Would you just hold your hand up high? No one's looking but me. All over the building. Hold it up. Thank you. I see your hands. Looking in the balcony as well. Thank you, sir. I see your hand. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are going up all over. Congregation, can we add our voice to theirs? Would you just say this with them? Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me, so I wouldn't have to go, and that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin to be born again. And let's declare, God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise?